0: We'd like to welcome you to our current event and weekly Bible study for September 2nd, 2018. And today, just another current event study, just trying to keep up with all the the breaking things that are happening right now. Um, Just a couple listener comments and kind of a partial Bible study before we get into the main part. And these are listener comments about wickedness increasing and accelerated time this was a comment i got this week from gene listener and he said i agree with you about how times seem to be so much shorter as of late my my weekdays go so quick at work for the railroad if i don't get up early on saturday and sunday the whole day seems like it's a waste and it feels like i'm being bombed by evil spirits on the weekends uh they keep me they keep me from going out, tracking, or doing anything for the Lord. Almost like a depression. I find it all important to stay in the spirit, put up, put on the whole armor of God, uh, plead the shed blood of Jesus Christ. I really feel like a battle every day, just to do God's will. Yeah, I mean it's definitely things have changed. It just seems like, especially in the last for me, it's been like the last couple of years. It seems like time is almost really accelerated and that there's not enough hours in the day and that wickedness seems like it's increasing and encroaching um on a level that i've never seen before the the news itself is just insane that we're getting i mean the, the fact that the pedophiles are, are coming out in the open and literally the mainstream media it's gotten to the point where they're coming out and because the mainstream media is aligned with that movement, the pedophilia movement, and because they're participants in that movement, and because I believe 100% that that is the main um, near and dearest thing to Satan's heart, the fact that that's come out in public now, and it's it's almost becoming where they're, they're trying to gain acceptance. They're literally marching in gay parades with their own flags, their own special pedophilia flags, where they're putting up... Um, like flyers and like things in cities now that that we're seeing about you know love is love and all this yes and it shows a man walking with a little child and literally because he's molesting the child and nambla has their own you know north american man boy love association which is real i mean i know people are hearing it the first time look it up if you don't believe it they're literally marching with these people uh all of the tweets from the Hollywood elite glorying in this stuff uh steven spielberg tom hanks i mean all of the these people that are coming out of the woodwork literally glorying in their shame rain wilson um these really sick creepy pedophilic tweets and and stuff that they put on social media man you couldn't have got away with that stuff i don't even see you could get away with that five years ago much less you know but now it's like it's going on, and obviously the mainstream media isn't gonna say anything about it because they're complicit and they're aligned with it. But to me, that's the biggest thing I've seen. The pedophilic issue, to me, is is man, when that when that goes mainstream, if they're gonna if they're gonna literally get this to come out and make this go mainstream where it's literally politically incorrect to dis to go after pedophiles, if it gets to that point man it (laughs) we're done (laughs) expect fire and brimstone from the skies (laughs) because uh god's not gonna god's not gonna put up with that he's not um the whole thing about the, the pedivore tape with hillary clinton which is i've heard just confirmed from so many independent sources that that tape is real it was it's on the dark web or it was on the dark web and and um it was on Harvey Weinstein's laptop and made grown men cry in the in the uh New York uh PD seasoned veteran cops. And they had to go into therapy and stuff. You know, I've described it. I'm not gonna describe it again, but <clears throat> something's gotta give. One way or another. Either, either it's got to either get exposed and and this stuff come out and these people go down, which, you know, you're seeing a lot of stuff on the alternative media saying that's going to happen, saying that there's these sealed indictments, saying, and I'm not just talking about Q, I'm talking about other sources as well. There's other people in the Christian movement that are claiming to be prophets saying this is going to happen. Listen, I hope they're right. I truly do. I'm praying that that is what happens. I really am. I am praying, but it could also be a gigantic uh, satanic ploy to get the body of Christ to let their guard down. The few that are praying about it, because I say few because I don't think if you go across the, the swath of everybody that claims to be Christians, most people don't know about it because they're they're not um, even looking at alternative news they're going to maybe church once a week and whatever their pastor says and reading the newspapers or looking at cnn they're just they're part of the system they're part of almost the problem essentially there's no prayer going up there's no fasting going up about it and what little there is if it is a satanic ploy to get us to let us our guard down and you see all the stuff about oh the indictments are coming any minute They're, they're they're unsealing them they're gonna do this any second I hope they're right. I really do. But you know what? I have been literally hearing this going all the way back to the early, like the late 90s when I started first researching this. And I'm, I'm talking about like the New Agers when they were talking about, it's this thing called Nasera, where, where basically it's disclosure. It's when the aliens come out and make their big debut. The New Agers have been pushing that for a long, long time long time i haven't discussed it much lately because it's kind of like i still keep seeing you know that nasera website and every they'll keep posting you know it's any any second but that you know what that's in conjunction with that's a, that's literally in conjunction with the disclosure of the aliens that's literally in conjunction with the ascended masters that are going to make their big debut and they're going to come and they're going to pose as our one awaited world saviors and they're going to Take all the bad people in the cabal, all the bad people in the Illuminati. They're going to take all of them away. Um, they're going to they're going to institute this age of of wonderfulness, this new age world of wonderfulness, where we will be as God. So again, if, if it goes that route, then that's an even more unbelievably bad satanic agenda with this nice, like squeaky clean veneer that we're going to clean everything up for you. Us ascended masters and all all of the 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 uh we're gonna we're gonna get rid of all the bad guys for you. And you're gonna have this age of prosperity and you'll be as gods, but again, that's just gonna take us right into the uh the tribulation. The Antichrist and false prophet. So <clears throat> my biggest problem is is I don't see a lot of Bible for us having some reprieve where we've got okay now we've got another so many years where it's going to just be wonderful all the bad guys are going to be gone and all this other stuff i just don't see bible for that i see god sending the strong delusion in second thessalonians chapter two which i think we've got the alien disclosure you've got the mandela effect you've got all these other things that are part of the strong delusion seeing that clearly that becomes more clear every day to me uh <clears throat> so we'll see how it plays out. I hope they're right. I truly do. <laughs> I mean, I I want there to be all these, you know, these uh sealed indictments undone and all see all these bad guys go down. I saw another I saw another thing yesterday where this guy came out and said I got the six terabyte file, I got this source, and all these people are going and there's new now there's new names added to it, these people in Heliwood that they're gonna be going down. Again, I'll believe it when I see it. I hope they are right. I'm not saying And it's what I've been, it's what I think we have been praying for, my listeners. So I'm not saying that can't happen, but I I say all that to say this, take everything with a grain of salt, take it to the Lord in prayer, you know, verify whenever possible. Hope for the best, but prepare for the worst be on guard because I I don't here's what I don't want people doing. I don't want people, and this is what Satan would want you to do. If these if any of these are satanic agendas where they're trying to, you know, convince us that it's going to be pixie sticks and rainbows right over the horizon, which I've been hearing this again since the late nineties, understand their version of pixie sticks in 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 rainbows maybe the actual ascended masters making their big debut and i'm telling you that's been a gigantic new new age new world agenda new world order agenda for a long time they're just going to replace one wicked evil cabal with something even more unbelievably more wicked but it's going to have a nice squeaky clean veneer and again is this why the bible says that if it were possible they shall deceive the very elect Now, th- what I just said to you in the last, I don't know, seven, eight minutes or whatever, that's a <clears throat> synopsis of a lot of the things that I have covered <clears throat> excuse me, in my last, since I've been in ministry since I was six. I like to say that from time to time, just to give you a heads up on what possible scenarios may be afoot. Just in case this might be my last broadcast or whatever. Because you never know. You never know when, like I said, between now and midterms, you know, they're gonna pull out, I believe, all the stops. Unless God stops it. Unless, you know, they they intervene and they don't do not let the really wicked evil factions implement what they're trying to implement. Let's say good factions within our government. In 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 aiding whatever god's agenda is so we will see we will see and in um i think that by the time midterms rolls around and obviously the results of midterms and again i'm not i'm not trying to be political here i'm saying i'm stating facts if they're able to get you know the house and senate through vote rigging and through any other nefarious means or whatever. The first order of agenda is to impeach Trump. Now, you know, I still get the emails. Why are you Why are you so pro-Trump? I'm not pro-Trump. I have went against him many, many times when he has done, you know, some of the most boneheaded things I've ever seen. The actual team that he's on remains to kind of be seen at this point. Maybe he's working for another side of the wicked cabal, like I've said in the past. And they're opposing the one side of wickedness that's in control of the mainstream media. That's been a scenario. But here's the weird thing. He's done so many things, though, since he's been in office, to undo things that Obama, that Bush, that the Clintons did. To throw monkey wrenches into what they put in place. Why, if he was purely working for The mainstream media, for all of the people that align themselves with Obama, the Clintons, the Pope, and all these people that have attacked him in Hollywood. Why would he be so blatant in going against so many of the things they've done and undoing so many of the things that they've done? Now, there's been a lot more that he needs to do that he hasn't done. Maybe he's absolutely hamstrung. He's surrounded by a lot of wicked people. Maybe he's a total, this is all some big, gigantic, satanic ploy it's just kind of weird that they've got all these agendas they're trying to put in place prior to bringing in the new world order and then this guy is is doing things blatantly against that on a lot of different levels i'm just thinking out loud i'm not trying to be dogmatic i'm not i'm just saying okay listen let's kind of just let this play out let's look at both sides of the issues i'm not mr i'm not you're not going to see me wearing a maga hat you know whatever make america great again type of thing i take it day by day a tree is known by its fruit and there's been a lot of good and bad but i will say this for those that that say that's not enough would you rather have hillary clinton in because most likely i'd already be if they if god would let them get to me i'd already be in prison or dead if Hillary was in, the alternative media would already be gone. She was the last nail in the coffin. They had already chilled the champagne. They had already printed out the magazines for her. And I know that my listeners and a lot of other people that was right when this pedophilia stuff was really breaking hard. And there was a lot I think there was more people praying and fasting during that time, right when that election was probably any other time i've ever been in ministry and guess what she didn't get in and they were in absolute total abject shock and horror and don't tell me that was all part of the plan because i don't think it was I i don't see how that is all those people were totally shocked and they have been in full um they've been trying to regroup ever since and they're doing stuff now that I have never—I mean, it's just insane-level stuff with the stuff they're doing with social media, how they're trying to totally shut down all all alternative viewpoints, the censorship, the blacklisting—I mean, just shadow banning every single thing you could, underhanded, dirty trick you could do to shut down any dissenting voices. And I think this is being done prior to the midterms. So that was kind of a big-picture little look look that i just kind of gave us all to have some perspective going into this time that we're moving into let's go to the second comment from mark and this is on ecclesiastes 8 10 through 13 he said hello dr johnson i just ran across these verses it has helped me understand more i get frustrated frustrated seeing evil prosper yeah you and me both and probably all my other listeners i need to pray more and fast Thanks for pointing me to Psalm 64. And again, if you're not aware of that, go just key in psalms at contendingfortruth.com and you'll see Psalm 64 and Precatory Prayers. And again, this is what I've really been trying to steer people more toward. What are, our, what are our proactive weapons of war? You know, full armor of God, prayer, fasting, being as right with God as you can, you know, eliminating as much sin out of your life as you can, binding and loosing which we have this power given to us by Jesus that I don't think that like less than 1% of all Christians exercise. We're given all these weapons and we don't use them. So it's like when you become a born again Christian, you, you, have, you have access to all of these weapons. And most Christians, it's like, if you went into their weapon room, you've got like dust and, and it's like, you know, an inch layer thick of dust on all of these weapons because they're never used, you know, I'm not saying that because I I think I'm Mr. Perfect. I'm just saying they're not taught to use them. They're not even shown that they have access to these things. They're not told about deliverance at all. They're not told about that, you know, one-third of Jesus Christ's ministry was deliverance. One-third was like healing. One-third was like preaching. We're not told that. Most churches only operate in the preaching. They don't operate in the other two. Well, Jesus Christ said, greater things shall ye do. You know? You look at what was what if you just look at the New Testament without the the lenses of any denomination clouding your vision, you read the New Testament, you'll be like, Well, why aren't we doing that? There's a lot of stuff in there that we're not doing. That we've been convinced by the cemetery trained pastors that they don't apply anymore. Whereas we need these weapons now more than ever. More than any other time in the history. Yet, we're told those weapons aren't available to us anymore. That is a lie. I don't believe that. No, don't believe it. People are walking around so bound up with demonic garbage from their past and things of this nature. And they're not told, well, you can't get delivered from any of that. No, you just got to live with it. You're just going to be, you're going to be, you know, addicted to pornography or you're going you're gonna to still be a Christian, but you're still going to be an alcoholic. You're still going to, you can't get victory over anything. They're not getting delivered from anything. Well, yeah, because when you get saved, every single demon flees from your body because it can't live in the same place the Holy Spirit. Where does it say that in the Bible? Where? I mean, even Paul had a messenger of Satan to buffet him in the flesh. Now, I understand that was to keep him humble. I get that. I understand that. But deliverance is for Christians. It cannot be for the unsaved. You know why? Because if you deliver an unsaved person, the Bible says if you deliver a man of demons, of one demon, that demon goes around, it says it goes around in dry places, seeking a house it may inhabit. Why? Because that is where demons need to inhabit a human host in order to feed. That is their food, that is their fuel. They specialize in different things. They specialize in getting you to sin. That's what they do. That's what their job is. So they're always seeking to go back into a human host because that is how they get fuel. They get pleasure. They get That's how they, they get their, we, they don't eat physical food. They eat sin. They feed off that. That gives them energy. That gives them power. And that gives them more power over you the more you do it. This is how a Christian ultimately ends up getting victory over any single thing that they're fighting. One of the main ways would be deliverance. It's not for unsaved people because if you deliver an unsaved person and the Holy Spirit isn't in there, the Bible says seven more demons come back even more worse than the first and inhabit the body. And the last state of that person is worse than the first. So why would you deliver an unsaved person unless it was to um, get them saved like Jesus did with a maniac? in the cemetery that had a legion of demons. Immediately he was of his right mind, it said. Immediately. And he he wanted to follow and serve Jesus. He got saved right then. He got delivered, he got saved. So he Jesus gave us one third of his ministry as an example for something that the church isn't doing at all. Church isn't healing either laying on of hands of healing and you know the bible talks about that even the, the you know talks about laying hands now the bible also says lay hands suddenly on no man so you got to be careful who's you who you're letting lay hands on you because you can impart stuff that way too in a bad sense but true christians in prayer laying hands on people and you can look that up regarding healing Now you could you could here's another component though. You could put garbage into your body. Like, you know, I'm drinking diet cokes with with the sucralose or the you know aspartame, NutraSweet neurotoxin all the time. I'm 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 eating fried food. I'm eating you know with the trans fatty acids which are totally cancer causing. I'm eating my GMO foods which are genetically modified. Which if it's not organic, it's GMO pretty much anymore i'm getting my vaccines you know i'm breathing my nice chemtrail air in i mean these are all contributing factors i'm taking all of my meds my pharmacia, and you expect to get deliverance or victory over something it's not going to happen it's just not i understand there's extenuating circumstances for different people but do you see how it's bound up satan has so many people they're firmly entrenched in the medical system. They're 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 eating horrible food, and I understand maybe that's what all they've ever been brought up. Are, well, again, we're destroyed for lack of knowledge, and it takes effort. It takes a lot of effort to, in today's day and age, to be, I mean, you go back a hundred years, even you don't have to worry about not eating organic food. I, mean, I really shouldn't say. I say go back even further because they started refining sugar in the in the uh, late eighteen hundreds okay let's go back to 1850 before let's say the modern or let's even go back further just to be on the safe side let's go back to like the start of the 1800s where they didn't have like the modern day anything where you could construe as modern day fertilizers and pesticides and herbicides and fungicides that they're spraying on the plants and, and you didn't have to worry about them feeding the you know gmo stuff to the to the cattle in in all the stuff and which is going to taint the meat or giving them antibiotics or tainting the milk and all of these things. You don't have to worry about chemtrails going all over the plants that they harvest. You know, all of these different things that they do now, Just as a matter of course. You wouldn't have to worry about a lot of the stuff we're worried about today. You wouldn't have to worry about 5G. You wouldn't have to worry about chemtrails. You wouldn't have to worry about them fluoridating and chlorinating in the water. You wouldn't have to worry about pornography being everywhere online. them tracking everything so again it was a much simpler time where there weren't like landmines and things that could destroy you everywhere you turned but this is the day and time that he chose every single one of us to live in so we're just gonna all have to man up and deal with whatever situation that we're in and fight to have as much of satan's kingdom out of our lives as possible and it's not easy it's really tough that's why this ministry exists that's why i approach this from a health standpoint and from a spiritual standpoint i mean i have a background in health as a chiropractor as as with a with a specialty in clinical nutrition so i'm trying to help us all body soul and spirit that's my goal to try to get as much of satan's devices out of our lives as possible so that we can more fully serve the Lord Jesus Christ to our best ability. Have I attained that? No, I'm not even close, but I'm trying and relying on God and asking God for wisdom, understanding, knowledge. I think that's very important that we're doing that on a consistent basis. Every one of us, Wisdom, understanding, and knowledge. What's connected with that? Fear of God. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom, understanding, and knowledge. It says that in different places in Proverbs and in Psalms. So, if you feel like you lack understanding, wisdom, knowledge, pray for the fear of the Lord. Which will humble you. Which will keep you away from pride. Which is the main thing Christians in today's day and age have to really also is one of the main Things we have to battle and, and to fight against pride because once pride comes in you're you become unteachable and god hates pride god hates it it will cut us off from god if we're operating in pride so all of this is connected every single thing that i've said up until this, when i first started talking about this in this i'm like 26 minutes into this broadcast it's all connected So Mark asked me about um, my listener, Ecclesiastes 8, 10 through 13. He said uh, the Lord showed him this this week. And he said, and so I saw the wicked buried who had come and gone from the place of the holy. And they were forgotten in the city where they had so done. This is also vanity. So in other words, the wicked came and went. They might have prospered in their lifetime. You see a lot of wicked people prospering now. Look at all the people in Hollywood. Look at all the people in politics. But what is their end? Their end is hellfire, and then they're going to get cast into the lake of fire for eternity. So they're not anybody you want to you um, emulate or admire. You pray for them. Pray if it be possible, if their soul be saved. I mean, that's biblical. But their end is is vanity. And then it goes on to say, because sentence, this is very important. And this is I this is the second time. I mean, I think it's the I've heard this verse like in the last week or so. I think this is the third time I've heard it total. And a lot of times when I when I get emails like this, that's how I know if God wants me to talk about something. Because I'll get like all of these different listeners that email me and there's all this cross confirmation about a specific set of verses and they were verses like that was like maybe a bit in my mind i'm like oh yeah i want to talk about that and then you know i'm scatterbrained or whatever and i (laughs) forget it and and then god reminds me again and this is that verse because sentence against an evil work is not executed speedily sentence meaning like when a judge hands down a sentence Because sentence against an evil work is not executed speedily. Therefore, the heart of the sons of men is fully set in them to do evil. Why? Because they're getting away with it. It's human nature apart from the Lord Jesus Christ, apart from the Holy Spirit, apart from the nudging of God. It's human nature. From what I've seen, and this is before I was even saved, I I knew this. If you let somebody get away with something... And this, if this applies to little children. This is why it's so important the way you bring up your children. Because train up a child in the way they shall go and when they're old, they'll not depart from it, the Lord says. It also says basically whip your child today while there's hope, meaning spank them or whatever while there's hope for them. Because that is how you train up a child. It's part of the way at least. I'm not saying it's the only way. But when they're, when they're disobedient, just like God chastises us, you chastise your children. That's how you train up a child on the way they'll go when they're, and when they're old, they'll not depart from it. You can look that up. It's all through Proverbs about spanking your children. Oh, I can't say that today. It's not politically correct, kid. Why? Because Satan doesn't want you spanking your kids. He wants the kids today doing whatever they want. He wants the kids today ruling over the parents. And the Bible says that when women and children rule over the men, That is a sign of basic great judgment on a nation and that's the way we've become this ninny bunch of men now i'm not talking about my listeners i'm talking about men in general the women and children rule over them and that's that's what's politically correct and especially white men are portrayed as the biggest idiot little spineless buffoons that you could imagine in hell i don't even have a tv but the little amount of ads I see, like online, I still see it. I can't even imagine what it would be like if, if I had a TV and I was, I was like watching television and there were commercials. It's just nonstop. White men are portrayed as the biggest moronic idiot buffoons that you could imagine on TV. It's the way it goes. It's an absolute total agenda. 100%. And I've got into the whole where they they're like you know i don't even want to go down that road i've I've been down it just the 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 whole study i did on south africa if you if you access the south african teaching i did i did part of it i'm going to get into that i've got even more information on that but the dedicated i teach and i did just get in south africa at contendingfortruth.com you'll see what that agenda is you'll see what it is the agenda ultimately is the total eradication of christianity on the planet And commingling all of the races together. God separated the races at the Tower of Babel for a reason. You can say that's prejudicial or whatever. I'm not saying separate where we don't have any communication. I'm talking separated them from their races were separated. And those were the populations that married and, you know, had children and brought forth. He did that for a reason. Now, God's ways are not our ways. Okay. They're not. But it's really funny that Satan's agenda seems to be the exact opposite thing. Well, you can't say that. That's politically incorrect. I really don't care. I'm telling you what I see in the Bible and what I'm seeing now and what i am seeing Hollywood's agenda pushing. I know it's wicked when I see Hollywood pushing it and trying to shove it down my throat 24-7. And I don't even have a TV. And I see it. But it says, because sentence against an evil work is not executed speedily, therefore the heart of the sons of men is fully set in them to do evil. So in other words, when a wicked person does something and gets away with it, he starts thinking in his own prideful, vain-filled mind, hey, you know what? There's no God. Look what I just did. Look what I just got away with. He didn't do anything to me. I can do whatever I want. That's how they start thinking. But you can, like I said, you could have this with a, with a little kid, a little child. Here's just two verses. I'm not going to do a study on this, but Proverbs 22:15, 15. Foolishness is bound in the heart of a child. We're, it's our sin nature that we're born with, okay? We're not born in sinless perfection. Only one was born like that, Jesus Christ foolishness is bound in the heart of a child but the rod of correction shall drive it far from him just the way it is just the way it is i was a devil when i was little i look back at some of the stuff i did when i was little i'm like man man what was i thinking you know i was a little child and when I did get caught, my dad would would oh he'd oh yeah. I with my dad, it was like though sometimes I got punished just for like no reason. Like I'd get beat for no reason. But sometimes I did get punished and it was and it was absolutely justified and, and um Oh boy, you didn't want my dad if he was mad punishing you because you th- you'd be thinking you're going to (laughs) die i can't tell you how many situations i was in as a little child where i thought i was going to die literally you know he carried way too far in other words so i'm not talking about that you know i'm not talking about that i'm talking about you know the punishment that fits the crime type of deal okay let's 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 use you know biblical prudence and how we discipline our children but the Bible talks about the rod of correction shall drive it far from him, and then Proverbs 23:13, withhold not correction from the child, for if if thou beatest him with a rod, and I don't mean again, let's let's temper this with you know I'm not talking about you know, like you're breaking bones and and you know, using some like baseball bat or you know I'm not talking about that. A lot of people I, I think in the, in the South grew up with you know in older times you'd have to go they would make their kids go out and get a switch which is like you know a twig that's whippy and they would get beat with that it's not gonna break any bones but it's sure gonna hurt type of thing you know if thou beatest him with a rod he shall not die there's other verses in there about saving their souls from hell about disciplining your children it's that big of a deal and see that's why it says train up a child in the way they shall go, and when they're old, they'll not depart from it. If you don't do that, you're laying a horrible foundation for the child, and, and it's there's a very, very low likelihood they're going to get saved because they've got away with all the stuff at an early age, and in their own mind, they think that's the way the world operates. I've got away with all the stuff. I could do whatever I want, they end up in prison. Then they end up in hell, or they end up wherever because there's no consequences to their actions at an early age. They're not taught that. we all need to to understand that the bible says whom the lord loveth he also chasteneth which is correcting them and if you and if you be without chastisement then you're bastards meaning an illegitimate child so you can have a christian saying well i'm a i'm a christian and they're doing all this wicked stuff whether somebody knows about it or not but they're getting away with it And you don't see any chastisement on the life from God. Well, they're not God's kids. They're they're, they're kidding themselves. They need to get saved. Because the most merciful thing for them them to happen to them is for them to get saved so that if they continue in that pattern, God will chasten them. I know what that's like. It's not fun, man. Not fun. But it will make... I mean, that's what makes Christians a Christian. That—that's that, that's that I'm, I'm talking about. and I'm not saying it's what saves us. I'm saying that's what forms us. That—that that is part of the process of once you're a Christian, purging and purifying a Christian is God's chastisement. I'm telling you, it's just part of it. I, I don't see any way around it. It's a purification process that Christians have to go through to a certain extent. Now, some more than others. I was more than others. I, I lived a really wicked life prior to salvation. So I had a lot more of the world to get out of me. And that's not like I'm saying I, I'm like perfect. But for some people, it'll be a much harsher process than others because there's a lot more of the world in them that they need to understand that's not right, that needs to get out of them, there are consequences to that behavior. That once, just because you get saved, that doesn't mean you automatically realize all that all at once. It's not like you become a Bible scholar the moment you're saved and then you implement every single thing in the Bible. You're a baby Christian, it takes time. And the worse you were before you were saved, the, the harder that process is gonna be to, to kind of learn. so but this is this explains a lot of what's going on in today's day and age because sentence against an evil work is not executed speedily which is what we see today we see all these wicked peoples getting away with all this you look, look at hillary that be going all the way back to mina arkansas and them flying the cocaine in on c-40s and her representing child rapist and getting away with it and and, and making jokes about it this is when she was an attorney in arkansas chuckling about it for people that are looking at her it's like well there's no god because she's gotten away with it all the stuff if there was a god she well her day is coming her day is coming And God's ways are not our ways. And we see through a glass darkly, the Bible says, but then face to face, once we're in heaven face to face, then we're going to understand. Like I said last week, the funeral is at the guy, the the preacher said something that kind of stuck with me. You know, our job right now is to just trust in God, trust his word. But the understanding, the full understanding is not going to come until we're face to face. That comes later. Because sentence against an evil work is not executed speedily. Therefore, the heart of the sons of men is fully set in them to do evil. And this is what we see now. We see these unsaved devils going around doing all of this wickedness. And the more they get away with it, the more. But again, now we see all these pedophiles starting to be exposed. We see a lot of these networks starting to actually go down. And say what you will, but, you know, from what I'm seeing, Trump's had a lot to do with that part of it. Why, if if Trump was fully 100% in Satan's camp, why would he have ever, ever, ever done anything to go after the pedophile network? Something that Obama never did, something the Bushes never did, something the Clintons never did. Why are we seeing more pedophiles go down now than any other presidency in history? And all this stuff, and they're raging. The pedophiles are raging. And they're the ones that are coming after him the hardest. Again, it doesn't mean that I don't think that he... I'm not giving him some rubber stamp of approval. I'm talking about, let's be logical and look at the situation. Let's sit back and and just look at it from the big picture. I don't know. I mean, just something to think about. And then it goes on to say, though a sinner do do evil a hundred times and his days be prolonged, Again, this is exactly what we're seeing today, and this was in this was in you know Solomon's day. He's writing this Ecclesiastes. He was the author. Yet, surely I know that it shall be well with them that fear God, which fear before Him. And again, fear of God is the absolute, total. I mean, if you have fear of God, it accomplishes so many things in your life from a positive point of view, it keeps you humble, wisdom, understanding, knowledge are connected to it, the angel of the lord encampeth around about them that fear him and delivereth them. You you do a study for fear of God or whatever in in the proverbs and psalms. I mean, I don't see anything in the bible where there's more blessings connected with something than the fear of god because it it takes care of so many other things in the christian walk. It's not taught today though in the churches by and large. And again, it's not that I'm demonizing all churches, but it's like you can go into some churches and you can hear the great sermon. I can turn on things on the radio and hear good great sermons. It's not again, it's not so much what they're saying so much of the time, it's what they never ever say. You know. There's other things that they don't ever address. Like are there is there prayer and fasting going up about the pedophile networks? wouldn't you think that'd be something that'd be very very near and dear to god's own heart well it is you know it but yet i guarantee you there's hardly any churches that will even even broach the subject great sermon they might be preaching but why are they never talking about this other well we'll leave that to the watchman i guess well yeah but aren't all pastors supposed to be shepherds of their flock Aren't they all supposed to put out truth and put out what would be important to God, to their congregations? Isn't that part of being a pastor, though, too? Yeah, I understand. I, and that's all I claim to be as a watchman. But I don't know. I just feel like that if the churches were actually mobilized and were praying and fasting about a lot of these issues that I bring up on a week to week basis, we could move mountains. You know, so then it goes on to say, but it shall, it shall not be well with the wicked. Neither shall he prolong his days, which are as a shadow because he feareth not before God. He doesn't fear God. So much hangs on the fear of God. I'm telling you. So my response to this, these verses were, this is the second time, and I really believe it was the third time, but it was the second time that day I had um, heard Ecclesiastes 8.11 alone. I am going to cover these verses in the next teaching. And then I said, also, these verses come to my mind. And I heard, but I understood not. Then said I, O Lord, what shall be the end of these things? This is Daniel 12.8. And he said, go thy way, Daniel, for the words are closed up and sealed to the end of time, till the time of the end. Okay, this is the time we're in. This is basically the time we're in now and moving into the time of the end. Okay. Right before the Antichrist and the false prophet make their big debut. Many shall be purified and made white. These are talking about the remnants. That talk, that's talking about us. We're going to be the ones that are purified and made white. The white robe of righteousness, which is the righteousness of the saints that the Bible talks about in Revelation. That's what it means. Now, when you're made purified, it's typically not fun. Purification is like, okay, when you know the silver is tried in the furnace, purified seven times, while right? it's talking about the, the word of God there in Psalm Uh, 12 verse 6 and 7 you heat it you have to heat it up for the dross the impurities to come out of it the bible talks about the the one-third of of the jews are going to be purified as silver tried tried in the fire and they're going to come through and then they're going to once they're purified once they've been tried then they're going to look upon the one whom they've pierced meaning jesus christ because they, they basically said, crucify Jesus, give us Barabbas, the murderer, let Jesus' blood be upon us and our children. And you look at collectively all of the, the suffering the Jewish race has endured since then, and they brought a collective curse on themselves. But they're going to get their eyes open. Near the end of the tribulation, one third of them are going to come through the fire, according to Zechariah, and they're going to have their eyes opened, and they're going to they're gonna get saved, and they're going to finally understand what they did collectively as a race to jesus they put their own savior on the cross and crucified him and they're going to mourn for him as one that mourns for his only begotten son they're going to get their eyes open collectively now i'm not saying a a jewish person going to get saved right now and there are jews there but i'm I'm talking about one third of their race two thirds are not going to get saved but one third will so Many shall be purified and made white. You know, hey, I mean, and tried. They're going to be tried. We're going to be tried. If we're around for this, we're going to be tried. That's not going to be fun. I'm just telling you. Being purified and made white and tried is not fun. That may mean the trying may be, okay, you take this mark in your right hand and your forehead, or we're going to chop your head off. And only God knows what led up to that point before that. that may be the trying it's gonna be the trying for a lot of people for a lot of christians you know those that are beheaded which cry out at the throne of god the bible talks about under the throne i'm not saying that's for everybody but i'm saying that you know could be a substantial amount of christians it will be a substantial amount of christians Now, I'm not saying that to make you afraid. I'm saying that to prepare you because I love you enough to tell you the truth. And here's the thing. It doesn't matter because God is still bigger than all of this. He's capable of preserving a remnant. He's capable of delivering a remnant. He's also capable of taking the remnant through that process if they're called to do that. And I mean being beheaded during the tribulation because they won't take the mark of the beast. It's not about you. It's about what the Holy Spirit's doing through you. You need to be relying at that point, and we really do any day, every day, but if you're relying on the Holy Spirit and his power and totally trusting and relying on him, it's not going to be your power that would get you through something like that. Let's say a Christian that's going to be martyred. You don't want to be relying on your own flesh because you'll give in. But if you're relying on the Holy Spirit in that time, in that exact time period, he will give you whatever you need to get through that. And then absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. This is hard preaching when I'm giving you, it's not fun, but again, I love you enough to tell you the truth. This is the truth I'm giving you. And again, I don't, I don't, but I'm also not like some of the preachers. Oh, we're all going to get our heads chopped off and you know, so there's a remnant on the other side of the tribulation. There is when Jesus comes back and those that are raptured when he comes back at the end of the tribulation which is very clear at the end of Matthew 24 it says that so and again i don't even want to turn this into a post trib versus pre trib versus pre wrath i'm saying whatever you whatever you believe okay god has that ability to get you through with whatever you are facing and this is everyday problems all the way up to martyrdom There's nothing too big he cannot handle. I don't know. I almost look at it like if if I were to face something like that, it's like, wow. Five minutes from now, I'm going to be with Jesus. You know what I mean? For argument's sake. And you're not relying on your own flesh. You're relying totally on Holy Spirit basic autopilot to get you through that. Going further, um, he said, many shall be purified and made white and tried, but the wicked shall do wickedly and none of the wicked shall understand. But the wise shall understand. So this is what we should understand right now. When you see the wicked doing wickedly and you're like, what are they thinking? What are they? I mean, do they understand the wrath of God they're storing up? Which is what the Bible, how the Bible describes it. They're storing up God's wrath. They don't understand, though. So pray for the wicked, the spirit of adoption. The Bible talks about this in the New Testament. This is another thing you should be praying for your unsaved family members. Now, the Bible also says the goodness of the Lord leadeth thee to repentance, and it also says the severity of the Lord leadeth thee to repentance. So there's different ways people get saved. Sometimes it's just purely the goodness of the Lord. Sometimes it's the severity of the Lord, meaning God's chastisement on a person prior to salvation, which leads them to God. Sometimes it's a combination of both but also praying for them the spirit of adoption it's a literal angelic spirit look it up in the new testament spirit of adoption to adopt them into the family of god pray that for your unsafe family members i'm not giving you bad advice i'm not giving you unbiblical advice do it these are things that we have at our disposal we can do as christians If you're you're not, um, as far as the deliverance thing that I had talked about, go key and win Worley deliverance. You'll find it on YouTube. Go through that. Three or four times at least. You'd be surprised how you react when you do that. The things that happen to you. If you're being really honest and open and you really want that, you'd be surprised what happens. (laughs) Physically. Um, and he also has one on binding and loosing the spirits i personally think you should do the, de- the deliverance before you do the other because it's more important for you to get delivered from your the things you're fighting the things that that are buffeting your flesh the things that are, are harassing you it's more important for you to get delivered from that before you start to be this big warrior trying to go to war on a lot of these issues that i'm talking about i think it's more important for you to get your own house right first is my point because if you've got all these things you're dealing with and you try to get into full warfare mode the devil has all these ways to get at you so i i just don't want you to put the cart before the horse personal deliverance is more important than for you initially than you to go into this full warfare mode battle i'm talking about being sensible and prudent in the way we approach things anyway um going further it said and from that time the daily sacrifice shall be taken away And the abomination that make it desolate set up. There shall be a two thousand two hundred and ninety days. This is talking about. This is the midpoint of the tribulation. Is this is this time frame reference, which we could be right around the corner from the tribulation starting. It's not started yet. There's. Okay. I see all these people. It was the Revelation twelve nine sign that just happened. Whoa! 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 revelation 12 9 you know, okay we're way into the tribulation that hasn't even happened yet but yet we're getting the revelation 12 9 sign appearing i, I think i got the verse right i don't know but I'm, I'm for argument's sake is what i mean there there there's all of these ministries out there saying no this was fulfillment of revelation 13 or and i'm like well we're not even in the tribulation yet guys how are we getting fulfillment of stuff going on way into the tribulation, into the great tribulation, no less, when we're not even in the tribulation. The antichrist, the false prophet, haven't confirmed the covenant with Israel and these other countries for a seven-year period? That hasn't even happened yet. In fact, the antichrist, the false prophet, haven't even arisen yet. And most likely, that's going to be on the cusp of World War III, which is going to bring us into the tribulation. I mean, there's Bible for that, too. So, oh man, I see a lot of that. It's like, really? They're not rightly dividing the word of truth. They're not being good Bereans, seeking out those things that they're shown in scripture like the Bereans were. So, it goes on then, um, Psalm 12, verse eight, the wicked walk on every side when the vilest men are exalted. The vi- What I'm really seeing now is from these these pedophilic comments from people in Hollywood and all the stuff coming out about the wicked, evil politicians and how, how, look at what they did with McCain this week. The wicked walk on every side when the vilest men are exalted. John McCain was a vile, vile devil. Okay? I could do probably a five-hour teaching on him just dedicated on John McCain. Islam is a vile, vile religion. And it's being exalted. The Pope is a vile, vile, child-sacrificing, blood-drinking devil. Hillary Clinton is a pedavoric, vile, vile, child-eating devil. All these people in high-level politics, basically. All these people in Hollywood put out all these wicked, evil treats. Who are, who are the most exalted in the world? The people that I just mentioned. The people that I just mentioned. But God says that which is highly esteemed among men is an abomination in the sight of God. That's what God says. So whenever you see anybody highly esteemed among men that the world is pushing, understand there's a very, very high, high likelihood that they are inwardly a ravening wolf, evil, vile, wicked devil. Or Hollywood and the mainstream mass media wouldn't be pushing them because they only, Satan only honors his own. So, we shouldn't be surprised when we see the vilest men are exalted that the wicked are walking on every side. Proverbs 28.5 Evil men understand not judgment. They don't understand God's judgment. They don't fear God. They don't understand his judgment. It's like that part of their brain's been like disabled, you know? Like that fuse, the fuse for that part of the brain has been pulled out. <laughs> and they need to understand that. And, and it's something you could pray for them. But they understand not judgment. But they that seek the Lord understand all things. So see, understanding is very important. You know, for Satan, get not an advantage of us for we are not ignorant of his devices. Less Satan get an advantage of us. For we are not ignorant of his, what if we are ignorant of his devices? Then he will get an advantage of us. That is the norm for most Christians. Satan has so many advantages on them because they're ignorant of his devices, which is essentially why this ministry exists and why it's called contending for truth. Cause I'm trying to contend for truth, put that out there so that we're not destroyed for lack of knowledge. Like the Bible says in Hosea 4, 4, 6. Daniel 9.13 I'm sorry, I'm like, you know, can't talk today. Um, As it is written in the law of Moses, all this evil has come upon us. Yet, made we not our prayer before the Lord our God, that we might turn from our iniquities and understand thy truth. So there are instances where God sends his chastisement, yet that only makes that nation harden their heart more to god because it's going to do one of two things it's either gonna it's either gonna humble you before god like they did at nineveh with jonah and that was a totally unsaved pagan nation and jonah washing up on shore and he didn't even want to be there (laughs) god had to bring him there you know the belly of of the fish there and um he didn't even want to be there. He really didn't even want them to be repent and get saved. He made that pretty clear. But yet God used them. But yet they repented all the way up to the very king. I believe in sackcloth and ash. So see, they they knew, they responded to that message and they repented. Praise the Lord. But not, our, not all societies will do that. That's not the norm. All this evil has come upon us, yet we made not our prayers before the Lord, that we might turn from our iniquities and understand thy truth. So we, we all have that choice, typically, when God chastises us. Job 36, 13, but the hypocrites in heart heap up wrath. So when you have a hypocritical Christian, let's say that, let's use that as an example, which is kind of like, I hate to say it, very common. Um, They're heaping up God's wrath. They call themselves a Christian, but they're really not. They're heaping up God's wrath. See, God's chastisement is the best thing that can really happen to us because it brings us into correction. It brings us into that right standing again with God, which is where we want to be. We don't want to be, we don't want to have our conscience seared with a hot iron because that's what will happen eventually. Where does this all end? Well, the spirit speaketh expressly that in in the latter times some shall depart from the faith, giving heed to seducing spirits and doctrines of devils, speaking lies in hypocrisy, which is what this verse just mentioned, having their conscience seared with a hot iron. You don't want to have your conscience seared with a hot iron. You don't want to be turned over to a reprobate mind like they were in Romans 1. And that doesn't I don't that's just not for gay people, for lesbians and men. That is the that is probably one of the greatest examples, but I believe there's a lot of other ways you can be turned over to a reprobate mind too because that the Romans 1 goes on to mention a lot of classifications of people. That aren't gays that could fall into that. I mentioned it, I think, last week. Or maybe the week before that. So we we don't want to think of ourselves more highly than we ought. We don't want to start to um, operate in pride. We want to stay humble before God. We want to stay humble before others. Other Christians. Other people in the world. We want to be approachable and easily entreated and teachable in these types of things it's very important so important i think <laughs> um, and then going a little bit further here and kind of changing well i don't know if i'm changing gears but leading into this next report here's some verses these verses come into my mind so much nowadays it's isaiah 59 14 where it says and judgment And this is about a, this is basically about, um, I would say any nation that has turned to wickedness. Okay. And judgment is turned away backwards. Now, when it says judgment, that means there's no true righteous judgment going on or very little of it in this particular nation. I mean, it could apply to a town, you know, a, a town where, where you know, they had a corrupt court system, let's say, and, and just wickedness had entered in and just overtaken. Could apply to a nation. And judgment is turned away backward, and justice standeth afar off. For truth is fallen in the street, and equity cannot enter. This is a very good example of America, if you ask me. I, there's so much unrighteous judgment, I guess you would say. Unrighteousness, really, though. In other words, good is called evil, and evil is called good. Becomes the norm. Okay, In that regard, judgment is turned away backward. And justice, meaning true justice, righteous judgment, standeth afar off. Truth is fallen in the street and equity cannot enter. You look at all the wickedness that's going on in the news reports and things of this nature, and it's like, wow. It's a pretty good explanation. Yea, truth faileth, and he that departeth from evil maketh himself a prey. Yeah. All these people, here's an example, all these people that have tried to expose Hillary Clinton and all of the dead bodies that lay in the wake of just the Clinton body count, just the Clinton body count. And I don't mean, you know, Snopes will be up there trying to debunk. It, it, it can't be done. Snopes, some crazy cat lady and her, some liberal bastion or what, like there's some gold standard of truth. I have a whole file on Snopes exposing them. There's other ones now. That's you know what that is. That's that satanic damage control is all it is. They're just trying to muddy the waters. The Clinton body counts well documented and goes back you know probably before Mena Arkansas when uh, Bill was the governor there. In that case, somebody that was coming out trying to bring light to Hillary's actions, okay. He that departeth from evil maketh himself a prey like an animal like a lion is stalking its prey that's the that's the word it's prey when you depart from evil now you make yourself a target you make yourself a prey. To, and this is why it's so important to be praying, putting on the full armor of God every day and making sure you're right with God and, and confessing your sins and forgiving others. Because if you don't forgive others, you're not going to obtain. And if you don't have mercy on others, you're not going to obtain mercy and forgiveness from God. Remember, the Jesus said that. Praying Psalm 64 over yourself and over your family and against your enemies, but also praying for their salvation. That God would deal with the wicked. Because when God deals with the wicked, good things always happen. All men shall see and fear and declare the work of God. For they shall wisely consider of his doing, God's doing. And the righteous shall be glad in the Lord and shall trust in him. And all the upright in heart shall glory. So the Bible says at the end of Psalm 64. So when God judges wickedness, good things always happen. Because men lay it to heart. They're forced to lay it to heart. And the fear of God falls upon people. When Ananias and Sapphires were judged in the New Testament and they were Christians and they were dropped dead at the door for lying to the Holy Spirit, basically. Well, what was the result of that? Well, many, many were converted and great fear fell upon the camp. It was all positive, the result of it. But in today's day and age, he that departeth from evil maketh himself a prey. And the Lord saw it, and it displeased him that there was no judgment. True righteous judgment is what he's in reference to here. Not, oh, well, I'm better than you. Bless God, because I'm a Baptist or I'm a Methodist or whatever. Not, no, no, not that kind of judgment. No, <laughs> no, 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 no. That's unrighteous judgment. That's when you have a beam in your own eye and you're judging the speck in your brother's. Jesus Christ said, Judge righteous judgment. And if we would judge ourselves, we would not be judged. Okay, so we should be judging ourselves. Self judgment will avoid God's chastisement. I'm not saying it'll always avoid God's chastisement because we may not be judging ourselves fairly. we're going to hold ourselves maybe to not like the standard God's going to hold us to. So, but we should be trying to judge ourselves, you know, as well and, and focus in on ourselves and not be judging others. And, um, I could get into all I've gotten into that in so much in recent times, but, um, it displeased God that there was no judgment in that society, which is basically where we're at. And this is no righteous judgment. You look at how corrupt the court systems are. You know, you you look at how corrupt the mainstream media portrays things, and all the lies, and, and how they're covered up. This pedophile networks and all that. There, there's no real righteous judgment. All the wickedness that people are getting away with, and this is why I'm trying to bring a call of an arms to prayer. And I had a listener the other day said, "Well, we need to we need to pray. We need to schedule times." And I'm like, "Well, everybody's got different schedules," and you know i'm only a one-man person and i could announce stuff like that but i mean if somebody's got a full work week and i say we got to pray and fast then i mean i'm just telling people pray and fast when you can when your schedule allows it as god convicts you um but it's hard for me to organize stuff like that because I don't really even have, I don't have social media. I don't really get into that for obvious reasons because of the data mining and the, that the CIA started it and all this other stuff. I just, I'm a one man show here. So it's hard for me to, there's only so much I can do. In other words, as, as one person. Um, but absolutely by all means prayer prayer and fasting organizing other christians in maybe your inner circle and groups to do pray about specific issues is wonderful and then it it ends here by saying "And he saw that there was no man and wondered that there was no intercessor like so many intercessors are more people that are really dedicated to prayer therefore his arm god's arm meaning brought salvation unto him and his righteousness, it sustained him. God's righteousness sustained himself. He brought salvation unto himself. What is this saying? This is saying that in a, in a society where judgment is turned backward, justice standeth afar off, truth is fallen in the street, truth faileth, equity cannot enter, he that maketh himself departed from evil maketh himself a prey. And where there's no people praying, what happens in that environment what happens in that nation well the conclusion of the matter is that when that happens and i'm not saying there can't be exceptions here but when that happens by and large god will bring salvation unto himself meaning very very few people are going to get saved in a nation like that because there's so much wickedness that is being permitted there's no there's no true judgment, there's no true righteousness, there's no equity. There's not gonna be very many people getting saved. Which is why you really won't see a lot of converts in America very much. True people really getting saved. Now that could reverse, and that's what I'm trying to do with you know this ministry waking people up so that they get a hold of these concepts and so that there is mass prayer and fasting that there is mass repentance that there is you know so that that is not the case anymore so that people's eyes will get open and that that spirit of adoption will fall upon these people and that they'll get saved so i'm gonna i'm gonna probably end here and then i'm gonna go to part because I'm pretty far on time anyway. I'm gonna go to part two now where we'll actually start the study. Um, and um, I do appreciate all of you all praying and um uh praying for us and, and those that have given to us. And and if if you do um you know wanna keep us in the game, there's a little announcement at the end of part one here. I, I play that. I don't play it at the end of every teaching, but um yeah, I know us and a lot of other ministries, it's been it's been tough it's been tough so i would just pray ask i don't i don't ever pray ask for money i just ask that you would pray for our finances so that we can stay in the game basically so that i can keep doing what i'm doing um and god bless you and we will see you in part two